is it on <laughs> hello everyone um welcome to another episode of the solo series i can't believe you're actually still listening like i can't believe that this podcast is actually a real thing um because i'm doing it so casually with no rules no script and to be quite honest with you i sort of decide the topics as i go and it's basically I talk about whatever it is that's on my mind during that day or that time. Um, it's currently 5 a.m. in the morning in South Africa. I'm suffering from bad insomnia and also jet lag. Um, but also while I was in bed, I was just thinking about how far I have come with my depression. And, you know, it's been about a year and a half since... I tried to commit suicide. Um, It's been a year and a half since I have felt deep sadness. Um, In this last year and a half, I've been so happy, at peace. I've never been this happy in my whole entire life. And I'm doing this podcast because I know there's some of you dealing with anxiety, dealing with depression, and... You've tried medication, it's not working, and you're just not in a good space. It's just your feng shui's are not working very well. And I know how depressing and stressful that that can be. And today I just want to share a bit about my journey of depression and most importantly, some key tools that have worked for me, you know, in this last year and a half. And it's been actually the best time ever. So... I want you to know that you're not alone. I want you to know that what you have is normal. And I want you to know that we're going to get through it. My, you know, root of where my depression comes from is as growing up, um, I was exposed to not a very kid-friendly environment because I watched, you know, my dad abuse, cheat on my mom for, for many, many years. Um, their marriage broke up it was really really bad there was a lot of physical abuse and being the eldest son I was put in a position where my brothers were too young to be aware of what was going on but essentially being the older brother I became the child who was between my mom and my dad and going through that experience was really really painful because in black families when things like divorce happen or there's a family loss any sort of loss you know or even you know a kid being exposed to a not so kid-friendly environment in black families you know therapy is not the first thing we think about um especially for young boys you know um we go through traumatic experiences but in black families it's always like yo you gotta man up and move on And also as a black kid, you don't even know that there's such a thing as depression or there's such a thing as treatment. You sort of go through a shit experience and you're kind of like, life sucks, maybe maybe life goes on. And then you realize that life doesn't really go on. Those things sort of chase you and they mess you up a little bit. So, as I said, my depression came from my parents, um, you know, two people that I loved so dearly, to all of a sudden be fighting, there's physical violence, it just got very messy. And um, I didn't know that I had depression. Um, The only thing that I knew was 
I just felt this overwhelming pit of sadness that I was hiding from people. I was very good at hiding it because one of the craziest things for me was that I went to a really good school on a scholarship in Cape Town and I was the first one in my family to go to a prestigious school like that. So there was a certain level of pressure for me not to fuck this up. So I went through high school hiding my depression while well, not knowing I had depression um, up until I was forced in school to go see the school therapist um, who I spent sessions, who I spent time with talking about what I was feeling, what I was thinking about. And from there I was sent to a professional where from there I got to talk to a professional about what was happening with me and what wasn't happening with me and essentially I was diagnosed with depression. Now for many, many years I hid this from my parents. Um, I didn't tell them that I had depression. Um, I didn't take any treatment as advised. I was in denial, you know. You know, as a black kid you're told you have depression it sort of becomes like, it doesn't register to you because it, it, it's a taboo in our culture. Um, I even remember telling my mom at some point that I'm depressed and her response was, you need to be positive. You need to just focus on being positive and focus on the great things of life. Um, she even said that she was depressed at some point, but she got over it. So I thought this whole depression thing was just, yeah, a, a nail on my foot type of thing. Like I can take it out, rip the bandage and it will heal. But I was wrong. Soon enough, I had to leave high school, go into the world, build relationships um, with people, interact with people, make friends with people, um, and also, most importantly, build a life for myself. So I left high school. I built this crazy business called The Threaded Man that you might be aware of. If not, go Google it. Um, I experienced success at a very young age. Um, and... During that time of all the success with my business and, you know, being popular on Instagram, I wasn't really happy. Um, I got the GQ cover style about a year and a half ago. It, I wasn't happy when I got that cover. It felt like every single thing I achieved didn't feel good enough. It felt like there was this deep, dark hole in me that was just unsatisfied. I would have the most amazing girlfriend, but I'll do something to sabotage it. It felt as though I was immune to being happy. And if I was in a position of being happy, it felt like it was too good to be true. So in my early adulthood life from the age of like 18, 19, it was this like cycle of just, you know, experiencing these huge surges of unhappiness. And when I am happy, I'll do everything in my power to destroy it. And then things got worse when I started like smoking weed to to deal with that sadness um, and spending more time alone. So what was crazy was the period of which I was 20, 21, 22, that was the busiest time in my career. My business was booming, making money, traveling the world, doing all these crazy things. But those were the loneliest, loneliest moments of my life. And... That led to a massive breakdown, I should call it, or self-collapse. I don't know what to call it, or a crisis. But essentially, I tried to commit suicide. 
because I got so tired of fighting for this happiness that was never coming. And one of the scariest things was I thought about getting help, but I was fearful of how does one even begin to navigate all that trauma and all that, yeah, all that sadness, you know, it just felt like a bottomless pit. So it felt like going to a therapist would be a waste of money because I'm like, how is he or she going to help me solve this issue? Like it feels humanly impossible. But after I tried to commit suicide, I was basically forced by the people that I love for me to get help. And getting help was probably the best first step I've ever taken. I think if you're someone that is suffering from depression out there, I think as much as you can speak to family and friends, getting actual professional help is the most important thing on the rule book number one that's the first point on how to conquer depression um one of the key things that i also learned around dealing with my emotions and dealing with depression is that i sat as this victim because of what happened to my you know my family and what happened to my mom and the abuse and these childhood traumas for some reason psychologically i was comfortable with being a victim and what I mean psychologically being comfortable by being a victim is that I used to wear this badge of honor that, yeah, my parents are divorced and, you know, my dad hit my mom. And I think if you look at my earlier interviews, it's something I spoke about. Not proudly, of course, it was a horrific experience, but I was stuck in that experience. And furthermore, besides being stuck in that experience, I never realized that, and this is a very key point. As human beings, bad things happen to all of us. Bad things happen to all of us. But the main difference is our perspective on what happens, right? So because I watched my dad abuse my mom and because my parents divorced, I sort of automatically reacted in a way that... I made that whole experience an experience that would define my life. And that was the biggest mistake I ever made. And that was why my depression got worse and worse and worse because I used this experience to define my life and I never really dealt with the lessons of that experience. So one of the first things that my psychologist and my therapist worked with me on was around going back to some of the worst experiences of my life and how I feel about them. And then beyond discussing how I feel about them is trying to find a new perspective or a new narrative to define them, not the automatic narrative that the world tells us. And for me, that brought a lot of healing because I started realizing that our experiences don't actually define us. And we're actually raised to think our experiences define us. Experiences don't define us. Experiences teach us lessons, and we choose the lessons to take with us, and that's what defines us. Um, another thing when it, when it comes, you know, for, for, for me personally with my depression was the fact that we live in this life where we are cons consistently consuming everything. This is my third point. Um, we are consistently consuming people, 
we are consistently consuming music we're consistently consuming netflix tv we are just in this space where if we're not on our phones we are unstuck on another screen right and that can build a certain level of insecurity you know whether we like it or not and those insecurities we all know they play out on twitter in how we tweet and how we say things and how we interact with each other and one of the biggest things for me that really really you know added to my anxiety and depression was that was a huge a huge part of it was the fact that i felt that i needed all these things so i felt like i needed the prettiest girlfriend because everyone would think i'm cool you know i thought i needed these nice clothes i just thought i needed all these things and my happiness was surrounded by all these things and when i got these things i was so bored of them and then i'll chase the next thing and it was this never ending cycle of chasing happiness that was not within myself and i started realizing through the healing process and through discovering my spirituality that happiness is not something you go search out there happiness will never come from money i know some of you be like yeah but i'd rather be rich than be broke i mean of course you, we all would rather be rich than broke but us being rich won't take away unhappiness right so it can take it away temporarily especially if you come from being poor so if you're poor and you get a million rands and you buy a big house yes you're going to be very chilled and be like oh my god thank god i don't have to deal with that stress but if you're someone who's genuinely unhappy money won't bring you that happiness So I started realizing that and I started realizing that my biggest anxiety was based on things that I couldn't have or didn't have and wanted to have and when I had them I just was not happy simple as that and I had to practice a certain level of stillness in my life and what I mean by stillness is that every single day in the morning and in the evening i meditate for about 5 minutes um i also commit that during the day you know i will spend at least you know besides sleeping i'll spend at least 3 hours off my phone and if i'm off my phone during those 3 hours actually it's 3 hours of anything digital and during those 3 hours i read a book um either i read a book or i take a walk or i meditate again or spend time with a friend or do a physical activity so every single day i commit to those three to those three levels of um to those three levels of just having stillness um and that for me has had i think for me that has been the biggest biggest um benefactor um because it really really took away all my anxiety um it really made me more present in my life um it's made me more calmer um so for example every day when i have an issue in my business i don't panic anymore i sort of meditate i relax and then i think about okay cool what is the best way of moving forward so i think sometimes being connected online a lot can really create a certain level of distress within our spirit and within our beings um another way that i've learned to conquer depression is get away from shit friends to be honest um you don't need friends who are going to sit with you in sadness you actually need friends who are going to remind you of how incredible you are and uplift you from that sadness 
Um, so over the last couple of years, there's so many people that I've had to get rid of that are not good for my space. And that also can be a source of depression when you spend your time around people that just take energy away from you and not give you renewed energy or empower you that can also get into your depressive state because that counts as your environment so for me one of the most difficult things i had to do as part of my healing process was literally remove people that i loved from my space but were toxic for me and over the last few years or the last two years i've had to really rebuild or build new and stronger friendships um you need the people that surround you are very important. You can't have people that drive you towards what depresses you. You know, you need people that are going to encourage you. You also need people that are going to normalize your depression, not people that are going to, you know, walk around eggshells, you know, with you. You need people that are going to be honest with you. You need people that are going to treat you as a proper human being and not treat you as the friend with depression. So that's really important. Um... Another another key thing in dealing with depression is learning to smile and laugh more. I know that is a hard one and I know it might be a stupid one to all of you, but laughing more and having fun more has really given me the ability to actually be much happier, happier as a human being. And there's a couple of ways that I, that I do that. It's either... I mean, of course, I can speak from a place of privilege when I say this, but it's usually streaming Netflix. But I mean, if you don't have Netflix, watch a funny show online. Um, but getting a good dose of comedy is really, really good for the soul. But um, more so, if then I don't do that, is then I have fun with friends. Um, I used to become this person that was so... Because I was looking for validation, I always wanted to work hard and impress people and impress and impress and impress. And I forgot to be a kid and I forgot to actually have fun. So for me, having fun and being present have been one of the most key things in my life because you learn that life is not that serious. Yes, we are chasing our hustles, which are important. Yes, we want to make money. Yes, we want to go after our goals. Yes, we want to get all these degrees, etc., etc., etc. But... Your happiness is very important. You know, your happiness influences how you put, what you put into your work. It influences your creativity. It influences every single part of your everyday life and how you interact with people. So, you know, having fun and laughing and, you know, being surrounded by that positive energy is very important. It's very important in how you pursue your goals. So, yeah. So I just wanted to share those those, those few tips around my depression. Um, another thing that the last point around my depression, another thing that has helped for me personally is talking about it. Um, you know, most of the time, most of us who deal with depression, we don't want to talk about it because it's always about how our people are going to judge us. Or sometimes we had a bad experience of telling someone we're depressed and then, you know, they don't give the appropriate response. But what I've learned is when you have the right people around you and when you have a therapist and a psychologist, it becomes so much easier to talk about it, definitely. And talking about it has really empowered me more because it's made me feel like depression is not this thing that has to put me in shame, but it's a, it's a part of life that I've had to deal with and I have the power. And each time I talk about it, I feel more and more 
power over it. And I think that's so important um, as well for those who are dealing with depression to learn the confidence to, to be able to talk about it and share it. And I know this also sounds quite stupid is that one of the, the, the things that for me has been quite an incredible outlet in talking about my depression has been like tweeting about it on social media, talking about it on my Instagram as well, because then I have been able to connect with others who are dealing with depression and you know for us to actually work through it together has been also one of the most you know strengthening things ever and i think one of the key things to do in conquering depression is you know you're not alone you 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 can't do it by yourself and that's okay and there's other people who are dealing with it too so besides getting help just also connecting with people who are dealing with depression and keeping each other strong i think is also important um so yeah those are my thoughts that i wanted to share on how to conquer depression um yeah as i said before this is the solo series so i'm not a doctor i'm not perfect i'm not you know an expert in these things but it's just me sharing my personal experience and i hope you know this me being open with my experiences really does bring enlightenment into your life it stirs something and i hope that you can conquer your depression or your anxiety as well um please tweet me at siabeile um or instagram me at siabeile um that's s-i-y-a-b-e-y-i-l-e you know talk to me about your depression your journey what has helped what hasn't helped um you know if you even if you're facing anxiety if you're a doctor who who who's a psychologist or a therapist and you want to share some interesting thoughts around depression yeah please uh tweet me and yeah let's get the conversation going thank you so much for listening and i know these shows are not long enough but that's what it's all about man just a solo show of me sharing my thoughts and yeah until next time thank you for listening in and yeah please keep engaging with me